Welcome to a very special Francesca's birthday edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. Yes, it's a group activity every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. This show is all about my cohort, my co-host, who is now 33. Hey. It's her birthday. It's Francesca. One time for the birthday, bitch. Hey. <laughs> Y'all could have tuned in. Y'all not lit. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Mr. 6-1 must didn't have his camp Prosecco before he came today. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, so it's going to be that kind of show. It's definitely a friend of the dirt opine on some topics show. Mm-hmm. And My so- opinions are presented as fact. Oh, okay, so um, mark that down. Here you go with the shit. Already. Already, I know, right? Already. (laughs) God, not even, you're already cutting up. It's not even his birthday. I know. Hmm. I don't remember that. We're going to do just kind (laughs) of, it may seem like a little bit of a free-for-all, but I'm going to call it organized chaos. I'm going to be over here waving y'all down, trying to switch topics. But we're going to let Fran pick the first topic because it is her birthday. Yes. But first, we're going to go through and introduce. We are going to introduce everyone here, but you probably already know. But that's all right. Go ahead and we'll go around to my left after I smack the mic and make a whole bunch of noises I can't take out. Hey, my name is Wyatt Gordon. I am the Virginia correspondent at Greater Greater Washington covering transportation across the Commonwealth. And you have a new position. You have a new job. I do. I now work for Virginia Conservation Network. I am their land use and transportation policy manager. So get it. Use your degree. Finally putting that master's to work. Yes. (laughs) Pay me. Hey, y'all, it's Cherie Shannon. I am the director of my new company, Shannon Strategies, which okay. is a communications firm that Get specializes it. in political and social justice campaigns. Yes. So if you are a black woman running for office next year and you need some calm support, please hit me up. Okay. I am here to help you. Yes. Yes. Uh, y'all aren't even waiting until 2020. Y'all turning up already. Okay. <laughs> the campaign's been going on for a year. Yes. Facts. Fresh. So I am Takeen Cooper, also known as Mr. 6-1 in Here County. And oh. County. I and County. Now we adding stuff to it. Ugh. Mr. 6-1 in County. Have I, you made it to the Five Timers Club yet? Actually, this is my fifth time. Oh. oh man. That's right. Been out here. Um, <laughs> executive director of Virginia Excels, specializes in education policy, and uh, just interested in all things policy in Virginia politics. Who else is hiding over there in the corner? I'm hiding in the corner. I'm Danny Green. I'm new. This is my first time on the radio um, on this, so I'm really excited. A former Richmond Public Schools teacher, middle school. Um, shout out Bouchal. If I know anybody still there. Um, And current PhD student uh, at Stanford University, just visiting from California. Yay! Oh, PhD candidate. I achieved candidacy like two weeks ago. All right. 
one half of Ain't No Free Lunch. Oh, and we are the double, both halves uh-huh. of Ain't No Free Lunch, the podcast that we upload sporadically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good podcast. You should listen. Yes, 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 yes. So we are going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. We're going <sighs> to dibble dabble in the mess, in the Richmond mess. And I'm going to creatively edit everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna test the. We're gonna let Fran what do you call speak it? as plain as she wants. What, what do you call? She's what do you gonna call do. Um, she's gonna be my my censorship tester. She there definitely likes to push the boundaries for me. So I figure today, just let it go. And I'll have a surprise for you on Wednesday when you hear the episode. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm ready for the sound effects, though. I know, right? <laughs> so burr, am burr. I, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Fran, what is your opening topic? I say, since we, I mean, I like chronological order because, you know, I'm organized. So let's start at the beginning of the year. All right. Well, the beginning of the year was real heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I was, you know, I was organized. I did my, you know, my vision board. I got all excited. You know, I was on Pinterest. I was clipping all this little cute shit to put on my board. And I had all my, I had my life together. You know what I'm saying? I had done my little therapy. And then the governor like popped up with some blackface and fucked up Black History Month. Like stole it from me and I was pissed. Yeah, that Pissed happened. was definitely an understatement. Yeah, that happened. That's what happened. And I was mad. It was a lot. It was just like the whole state. That was the whole country. It was the whole country. It was the whole were, country. People were asking and stopping me on the street in California when I had Virginia was for lovers. Yeah, he's like, oh, so what do you how do you feel about your governor? Yes. Don't talk to me. I'm on the whole other coast. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me the farmer alone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was. It. I don't know. It. It felt stolen. It was. It was stolen. I was getting my makeup done. I remember when I got the first text message before it hit, like before it was like out on mainstream, and I got the picture, and they were like look at this and i was like it's somebody else in blackface like they're everywhere it's like no it's your governor and i was like i'm not surprised (laughs) and they were like no but for real like it's the whole governor and i was like and like this is what he does and they were like um well why aren't you surprised and i was like well he went through a whole campaign and couldn't say the word black we tried to tell y'all y'all wouldn't listen and fairfax off of mailers yeah yeah like i mean we tried to tell y'all he deliberately went and sought out spaces and places with black people to try to gain the black, the coveted black vote and wouldn't say the word black. Who the hell does that? But somebody that thinks the black, the word black is the boogeyman. He can't, he couldn't say it. So this is, it's an issue. And then what, and I'm gonna, let's say this. All right, blackface is clearly like, that's, that's a problem, right? But it's so, it's so common that I was really more offended by his response to it. Which one? Which was terrible. All of them. The whole All of them. I was definitely getting asked about that in California. So your governor, he he moonwalks. Yes. Yes. That whole crisis management was terrible. I don't know who was telling him this was the plan. Like, that won't it, chief. Like, it was not it. Would would you like to see it? A a little bit of shoe pile? Yes. It was just, well, if anyone knows, you know, if you get a little bit on. No, I don't know. I have never accidentally got a wet shoe that I was polishing close to my face. No, I would not know. Never in my life. What it's like. And I've polished a mini a shoe. And I have never gotten 
shoe polish on my face. You know, I don't know. I don't. And so it was just, it was appalling. The blackface itself is is bad enough, but it was the, I'm sorry if this hurts you, if. Yeah. And then. I'm going to read Roots. I'm going to read Roots <laughs> and go on an work. apology tour. Oh my God. I'm sorry, 2004. Yes. <laughs> and it'll be okay, right? If I just read Roots and read some poetry, it'll be fine. It just got worse and worse. But it made you into like an instant and then it was like and then it was like wait yeah i mean yeah i was literally getting my makeup done to do the wrar birthday party and then all of a sudden i was like on cnn planning (laughs) a a protest and i was on the national news the next day yeah and then i was getting hate mail and crosses in my yard Mm. like what what happened like you took i want my black history month back so i'm just letting y'all know for 2020 the whole 2020 is black history month the whole year (laughs) i mean i can endorse the whole damn thing i don't want y'all to talk to me i want you to just refer to me as the queen mother the entire year (laughs) that's all i want don't i don't want to hear nothing else about it you can send me gifts in the form of Kwanzaa-related gifts all year. Oh, yeah. And that's it. I don't want to hear about nothing else. I want my whole month back. I'm over it. That's what we doing. We deserve it. The whole 2020. Like, that's it. Because he's still in office. He's still in office. <laughs> yeah. And then have the audacity to get a black-ass dog. He's not going anywhere. No. no. He has zero intention of going he, anywhere. But, but he got a black-ass dog <laughs> and thought it was cute. Put it on social media. I it was saw- like... Look at this little cute black ass puppy. <laughs> I mean, he has no sense of optics whatsoever, or doesn't really doesn't care. I think and, it's at this point is just dressed not caring. up like a Honestly, slave I owner. Thought, I thought it was actually like him trying to do optics, but not thinking it all the way through because that dog looks like Bo, the Obama's dogs. Ugh. And I think that when I the first time I saw it, and I engaged in a conversation with somebody else, mm-hmm. they were trying to like. Uh, there is uh, a very clear. There was an attempt there to nope. make to parallel himself Mm-mm. to the Obama. No. with that specific purchase of that dog. You should have got a white dog. He really did not think that all the way through, but I think that there was some thought. It just wasn't It's not the it. same type of dog. No, and not at all. But if you look at that, you just glance at that dog, it looks uh. like Buck. Well, so... This mm. is the thing about Northam. That like, ain't it either. Northam <laughs> is not, like, he's not a good politician, right? No. And so, like, all of these gaffes that he's had over the over this year is, is and just... And before. Yeah, and before, but it's, it's just highlighted by it. Like he, he just does not get it. Mm-mm. And I think that him winning in 2017, like that was a blue wave. Like that was a mm-hmm. a reaction to Donald Trump winning the election. But what he won by what seven points? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, oh man, like he's this master politician. We should trust Ralph. No. And that's that not was a by default. Like that's not the case. Like he won the primary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. I think that if we look at him as this person that should get it politically, like the same thing that happened a couple of days before the election down there in Danville, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get into this. Like, I wasn't a fan of how some of that transpired, but I think Ralph could have handled that better as well. And so there are a lot of moving parts there, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with the 400, like that commemoration mm. of 1619 and then inviting 45 to that whole event and it, it was just like the optics i just feel like well he was already invited before then <sighs> which I, he was already invited he was. i don't think ralph ralph didn't go justin went like this is the thing like as abhorrent as hmm. as wearing blackface is mm-hmm. 
Justin. Oh, Justin. Oh, that was, yeah. Justin went down there and dapped him up. Mm-hmm. Would you have expected anything different? They have things in common. Facts. My bad, I'm acting up too early. No, act oh, up. No. Act There's up, no man. such thing as too early act in up. RVA Dirtland. The whole, the whole month up. of February, it was it was just a cluster for Dahmer. And um, Facts. What, what made it worse over time was was that there was always an unraveling of some new truth. It mm-hmm. was just like, okay, we have Northam, and then it's like, oh, Fairfax is about to be the new governor, huh? and then we have... Hold on, wait 48 hours, hold right? my beer. Oh, not even, <laughs> not even, not even. I literally stood up, made 12, mm-hmm. like, statements to every national news yep. outlet that was there, Right. And then within two hours, not even of that, within like an hour, we I got tapped and was like pulled to the side and was like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then before I could get to the NAACP, because I went to go cover the state conference, the state NAACP committee, you know, their response to blackface governor. And my statement changed. And one of the, one of the, um, Reporter, local reporters caught it, and she was like, "Skirt, skirt, you didn't say <laughs> about Justin. You want to speak on it?" And I was like, "Not at this time, thank you." Yeah. And she was like, "Huh, skirt, skirt, you know what's gonna tell me?" And I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> "No, I can't speak on it right now until I have confirmed information." And I was literally like on the state capitol grounds again late that night at eight thirty, giving statement because then it broke and. It was like three or four national, like, like just waiting, like, hey, we're going to drop this. We want you to say something. And I'm like, I don't have nothing to say unless you want to get him out here. I don't know what I don't I don't even know what to say, because now I've stood up and mm-hmm. said, I want this man. And this is good because this would be great for justice. And then this then you this is in this man. This is happening. Yeah. yeah because, what is this? Because if you remember, like <sighs> all of the infighting and the dirt being slung. Mm hmm. Because so the the picture of Ralph came out that Hello, Friday right. afternoon, uh-huh. February first, and then a pack a pack statement came that, out. It, it was did. Sunday night. Yep. The the pack said and that it, and that it, alluded to Ralph was trying to get the attention off of himself him to put it on him. And it and and I read into that and I said, what the hell is that? And anybody who had enough context clues to put two and two together was like, something ain't right. That's exactly what we were talking about. Like yes. text messaging across uh, yes. the country. Like something don't smell something right. Don't smell right. Something does not smell right. Yep. It's, we're sitting there like, because at first I was super excited, not excited about it, but I was like, oh, so then Justin will go yep. be the governor. And that's what we you were know, thinking. We're not going to worry about this no more. Northam's going to sit his sad ass somewhere else Absolutely. and it'll be fine. But then like the narrative really, really, it changed so quickly, oh but like without actually explaining what happened. And I feel like we were texting back and forth, Coop talking, like we were like, it's something. And then I think you said that it had something to do with the woman. And I was like, oh, well, before we, we know what that is, the woman, the woman contacted us. Oh, wow. Before it went public. Oh, wow. She got she got mm-hmm. to us on our Facebook page. She contacted us yep. before any of it went out. And so that's another reason why we got so much shit. Because we released yeah. the statement they told the us. We broke the story. Yeah. Right. And then Obviously. everybody decided to, like, pile on top of on, us. Yeah. And it was just, like, bananas. And, and then, like, the other part of it. I know, Heather Dawn, I know you don't want to go too far. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> but the other part of this was... Um, the street committee like texts me and says, 
yo, like, there's another moving part. Mark is up here playing, you know, walking around like he's in the white hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be a bad pun. Yes. Um, but <laughs> but he around here putting on shoe polish as well. And I was yes. like, Yo. But he did it in a way that was like, well, everybody was doing it. I did it too, so I guess it's not that ba- big of a deal. And that's that was the part where I was just like, okay, I'm done. This, this is, oh, yeah. This right. is this is a, a time where we're up, all just going to like just throw it out there. Like, oh, yeah, I'll walk around with shoe polish on my face. No big yeah. deal. MBD. And, and, but, that, and that's, but to be honest, like low key, I think there were two conversations that were happening between, with at least for black people. And I'm okay with saying it because it's true. And this, this speaks loudly to where we are in race relations right now. There, there were two conversations that were happening. Black people were going, I am outraged. This is bullshit. <laughs> and t- to publicly. And then black people were turning to other black people going, here we fuck. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Go again. Mm-hmm. Here they go because this always f- oh, 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 oh. happens. Mm-hmm. Here they go. N- now it's now they're coming out the woodwork like roaches with blackface. We know you all did it. Well, there was another, now it's, now you're getting surprised. caught. Now you're getting caught. No, nobody was surprised. I wasn't appalled. I wasn't surprised. I just felt like I got. I gave. What I felt like was my time had been wasted mm-hmm. and I had given my time, my vote, which is more valuable than I think is so valuable. And I, I've just felt like my time had been wasted because I had worked so, so hard, not just for his not for his campaign, but just registering people to vote and restoring rights and all these things that year to have it be so cavalier, have him be so cavalier in his, oh, well, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Well, actually, it wasn't even me. Well, on further review, it was my roommate, or it wasn't me, or I can't even say, we should have facial recognition run on a hole in a sheet. What in the entire <laughs> but I did wear it that time because there was that gentleman, I can't remember his name. Y'all know... um Y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it's uh, um, it's gonna come to me in a minute. Um, you know he he did the dance, the moon. Yeah, would you like to see? Like, I mean, it, it was, was so like that was the part. There were two conversations going on, and well, that I would was add a third me. conversation. Okay, and that third part that was compounded for Black people was the generational difference. Once Bingo. the Justin Fairfax thing oh, yeah. happened, yeah. and then we had our elders who were like well, hold on a second. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we, we got to put the kibosh on things. Like mm-hmm. we have to pause because now one of our own is up here. And instead of actually supporting survivors and giving okay. them that platform yep. to yep. actually oh. share their story, yep. they were like, well, we're going to back this man. And it was like, whoa, yep. whoa, whoa. But as younger folks were like, you don't speak for all of do us. That. Yep. Don't do that on national television. Shh. I had relevant, I have relatives on TV who were like supporting Justin Fairfax and I had to send out the text to the family chain. I said, hold on now, bad signal. We got to pull mm-hmm. some folks back. You cannot be a leader mm-hmm. of this community Mm-mm. and saying that you support women and you support us. But and you want to shut you want to shut up exactly, the victim. Exactly. Yeah. I said it doesn't go both ways. I said, no, we're not we're not doing it, this. And that yeah. February was a February was a month of reckoning, I think, for and that's why I said it was stolen from I felt like it was stolen from black people. But I also think that it showed a lot of true colors for a lot of black people because it made people well, really figure out. I, I don't where think it's just stood. black people though. Like, I mean, the Democratic Party in many ways, yes. they got called on their bluff. And like, I remember yes. I yep. tweeted this on February first, and then again on February third. Like, yep. the same people that I know who were like, "Oh man, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh." 
But then you want to give Justin Fairfax grace, like, well, we need to wait. But no. and so like, oh, and God. so the, the truth of the matter is, is like, hey, if we're gonna hold the other guys to the standard, you gotta like, go we have to do what's good for the goose is good, good for the, for the gander. gander. That's it. And and I think that that was a lesson that we learned that month. But that's just like you're saying that generational conversation. It happened, and a lot of black people and black activists got called on their heels that month with that same thing. And that, and even like thinking about that, when we're talking about how like what's good for the goose is good for the gander, a lot of times what was really part of that like enraptured part of that conversation was a lot of people were like, well, white men get away with it all the time, mm-hmm. right? The only people that we see get punished are black men for this. Mm-hmm. So why is this something that we're so concerned about when we have white men? I mean, that's that's what, I mean, total aside, but that's what's mm-hmm. happening right now with Russell Simmons and Oprah and, and 50 Cent and all of that other stuff. Facts. And so like you really have to, to think about mm-hmm. it when we're having these conversations is just because someone else gets away with it, does that mean that we just give everybody a free pass. pass like we right. should be punishing the people that we catch or the the people that we're speculating about or not you know that sort of thing fully full investigations mm-hmm. and then what you should be doing is while that while you're doing that we we, sh- we can walk and chew, chew gum at the same time right. like right. you can go over these or you know go after these white men who are getting off of it like it's not something where these two things are mutually excuse, uh, exclusive, ex- exclusive. Mm-hmm. thank you it's something that really you have to understand it's like and and that's really what justin played into like mm-hmm. he leaned into that. That wasn't just something that like black elders Girl, were doing lean, for he him. Fell. He <laughs> ran with that. He really did. Like this is this is racialized. This is something that's I'm not getting treated the same way. It's because of my race and this that and the other. And while race is a factor in everything we do, it's not inextricable from anything. At the same time, you have to understand that that's not something where we're where we're just going to give you a pass because other white men have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, Mr. Six One. Mm-hmm. I think Wyatt had something to contribute. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how do you all think that this has played out and how do you think it's going to affect the legislative session? Like, do you think it's actually going to change the way, like if we could set up an alternate universe where this hadn't come out at all and the policy that's going to be enacted over the next couple of months and also I would say what the governor's race looks like in 2021. Like, how do you think that's changing the way people are thinking? What should the new governor be like and what should our next governor look like perhaps? Okay, so, so... If I may. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because it was like a Since I am a guest on. here, you know. If, if I may. Shut your ass up. It's not your birthday. Shut your ass up and answer. So, <laughs> so first of all, like, what I was most disappointed about was in Justin's response. I, I really wish he would have said something to the effect of, like, hey, I deny these allegations vehemently. Mm-hmm. But these women should be heard and, like, let's allow the appropriate channels of investigation to to happen, right? Oh. He got up Not, and gave us Bible verses. Bible verses to say shut that B up, man. Like and continuing to do and, that. And uh retweeting the same thing that supposedly exonerated him like ninety some times and tagging every and then, major and, news outlet in it. And then he wants Even to sue now he wants to sue like other politicians. But anyway. He's I mean he's setting <laughs> but he's setting the he's 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 paving the way for other people behind him to follow the same path. I mean. So what do you want to um, see in 2021? Look, uh, 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 what's his name? Nobody want to talk about Doug Wilder? He did the same thing. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, oh, yeah, we can't. Hold we, on, hold on. No, we I mean, don't have I enough mean, time to talk about I mean, Doug Wilder said that the Doug punctuation said exonerated it was the expo- him. The explanation point said she was excited. <laughs> yeah, so, she was excited to see him. So anyway. to answer your question, Wyatt, I think in, in 21, 
It's going to be very interesting because it looks like so. Number one, it's already I, shaping it. Well, yeah. So I think February opened the door for a number of people because I don't think that Jennifer Carroll Foy or Jennifer McClellan would have would be entertaining running for governor in twenty one right. without February transparent. Right. That was kind of what I had in the back of my mind. Yeah, like I think it, it propelled like that. It's already shaping it. It's already people are already feeling like I mean because before all of this happened, people were really talking about Fairfax as being one of the top contenders for governor and right. Fair, Fairfax the and, um, well it was what? it was gonna be Fairfax and Herring because uh-huh. most people don't realize that was Supposedly a gentleman's agreement that Herring mm-hmm. would stand aside for Ralph in 17, mm-hmm. and then they thought that Justin would do the same thing in 21. Right. But Justin was kind of like, No, it's my time. Ac- according to the street committee, like, bro, like, we're going to see what's up. Right. And, but I think all of that, it's, it's shaped so much because. You know, one, we have a lot of women stepping up. We have people saying we need a change and it can't be a white man. And maybe it can't be a black man either because y'all. Oh, my God. No. So <laughs> we need something different. On top of that, I think more so than anything, it's propelled a pressure that so many of us have been calling on the Democratic Party. Uh, like on, we've been calling the Democratic Party out for this here? for a long time. You cannot keep demanding the black vote to show up and show out to get you the Santa's- that you need and not give a this is Christmas for it. It's the you, boogeyman tactic. It's like boogeyman we're less tactic. scary than everyone else is. Uh-huh. So go ahead and vote for us and we're not going to do oh. for you anyway. Yep. But Yep. And you cannot keep doing that. And I think black women have, we've always seen it. And I think black women have been very influential in mobilizing, you know, for it, against it, figuring it out. But I think y'all about the Democratic Party about to see some real shit come this next election cycle because black women understand now and know the power. We had way more. I mean, there's the numbers, the sheer numbers alone in black women that showed up to not just to vote, but I'm talking about who ran for office this past cycle. I'm telling you, black women are going to do something different. And we're going to show up at these polls and it's going to be something different. And I don't I'm not saying that the other party is the answer because that damn sure ain't. But something is going to change here with this situation. And I think that that whole blackface not responding correctly, just, I don't know who the hell was handling his. Problems was so bad. <laughs> it, it was just bad. It was. It, it, I mean, it, it just, br- I was, I literally went and I was like, maybe I should LLC and call him because ain't no damn way he's over there thinking that this is okay. Who the hell is advising you? And I was seeing some of these emails. We were getting some like little sly confidential like communications from inside. And this it was just atrocious. I was like, who the hell is thinking of this? Who and I was like, what's his wife's name? Pam. 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 With the cotton. Pam is not thinking of this. I was like, Pam. Pam's got to be behind this. Pam was oh. the one who didn't want him to step down. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we know. Yeah. Oh, she's the only thing that stopped him from moonwalking too. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. The, the one thing, Wyatt, to your question, two things for me, and even with Fran, what you're saying, as a black woman, I'm just tired at this point. I'm tired of the system. I'm tired of being exploited and used. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to find ways, we black women have to find ways to stay uplifted and energized Mm -hmm. going into 2020, especially with the misogyny and the sexism that comes with um, the political process. But the other thing, 
in regards to Fairfax, I think we're going to start seeing Me Too Voter more with what Tarana Burke mm. has launched. I think yep. we're going to start seeing more conversation and holding politicians accountable for women's agenda, especially when it comes to sexual harassment and sexual assault. Absolutely. And those conversations have to be different. We can no longer accept the politicking that comes within the establishment. We can no longer expect to be exploited and told that we need to just sit down and be cast aside because it's good for the overall um, the party. It's like we're done, we're tired, and I personally would like to burn the whole house down. Mm-hmm. I would like for us to figure out a way to fundraise ourselves, to start our own political party, our own political movement where we can no longer um, be dependent on the Democratic Party or if you're a Republican, so be it. I want to see something different because mm-hmm. I'm over it. And so if you hear a black woman saying that she's tired of it, okay, that's let her, that's let her be in that space. Let her be, mm-hmm. let us be in that space. Agreed. And then we figure out how we uplift each other and move forward. I'm not here mm-hmm. for anybody in 2020. I'm here for us. Mm-hmm. I'm here for queer folks. I'm here for those who are going to support um, disabled people, those who are immigrants, like all the disenfranchised communities who don't normally get a voice mm-hmm. in our political systems. That's who we have to work for now. And so if you want me to work on these privileged campaigns, it's just not going to happen because I'm over everybody and their bull. Holiday emergency. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of leads us right into, I would say, our next one of the next topics, you know, civility and activism and how they tie in. Because, you know, one of the things that's been really grating my gears for the past, I'd say, maybe year in Richmond is the attack. Oh, let me guess. It's going to be hashtag but the Coliseum. It, that's one of them. But it's it's hashtag but the Coliseum. But it's the it's the bickering and fighting between black women mm-hmm. in Richmond and how we are dragging each other. And it's this fighting that I just can't see. But we're doing it in the name of activism. Right. Or we're doing it in the name of, well, you know, my side is better than yours or whatever the case may be. And let me get let me put this out there, because I was watching this special on civility and we talk about we talk about it on the show all the time. And of course, you know, I'm not all about kumbaya, like let's all get along. No, I do want us to stick together and I should be able to call on you as another black woman and expect you to have my back. Right. And when I'm wrong, I want you to call me on it and I'm gonna call you on yours. But at no means at any time should you ever expect me to stab you in the back. At no means at any time should you ever expect me to spit in your face. And when we get to that point, we got a problem. And that's why we can't get past these obstacles and these issues. And that's why we keep, that's why our real power is never idealized because we can't get there. We, we miss the, the objectiveness between civility and just total happiest Christmas chaos. Hmm. Right. And so it's not necessarily about, you know, civility. I don't, it's nothing gets done with civility. Right. You know, we can't, um, civil rights movement would have never happened if everyone operated out of civility. Right. So we don't want that, but we also have to understand that we, in order to be able to function properly, there is a, a a pivotal moment. And I, I talk about strategy all the time. I'm about strategy. A part of your strategy is when to flip the table. Your strategy cannot always flip be table. flip the table at all times. Right. <laughs> it can't be flip the table at all times because then no, how are you going to get work done if the table's continuously flipped? 
I think part of what is causing this table to be continuously flipped, for at least from my observations, has been too many people wanting to be the voice of the people, and by and I emphasize the voice mm-hmm. of the people. Everybody and so can't lead. Everybody can't lead, and not everybody has to be the leader. And just because like you have you are supporting a certain faction doesn't mean that that's going to be what's good for everybody. And understanding exactly what you were saying, like there are so many voices that are coming to this table that if I am saying something that is misrepresenting a population that you really care about or a sector of the city that you really care about mm-hmm. we should be able to come together and figure it out together uh, call me on my shit, but it doesn't necessarily mean drag me through social media in order to do amen. that right amen. and so like there's an unwillingness to actually show that okay i might not know everything i might not be right about everything but let me let's come together and really figure out how to work this out in a way that like you said it's civility that doesn't make anything happen but in a way that doesn't Respect have you me. exactly it doesn't have us like crabs in a barrel pulling each other down because yeah. we want to be the first one out yeah. because we want to be the next governor in 2021, right? Or to be the the actor, or the activist, or whomever. Or to is. get the biggest check. Exactly. And a, a lot of this, honestly, comes back to who's getting the biggest check. Mm-hmm. Um, because activism, in some ways, is definitely a labor of love. But for some activists, mm-hmm. they are getting paid. Absolutely. They just don't want us to know. And so I think when you when you lump that money in there, and then with that, like people having this own God complex of themselves, like wanting to be the black woman who saves all the rest of us, then you have this situation where you're never going to have a space where we're coming together as equals at the table, mm-hmm. really working towards what's best for everybody. Yeah, no, we martyrdom can't. is dangerous. It is. It is and so many people want to be a martyr without dying. They just yep. want to be a martyr on a stack of cash. Yep. And so, what, <laughs> and, and I mean, it's not everybody, Jesus. but it's uh, but it's something that I'm seeing that's like being played out. The way that people are coming at each other and is inc- so disrespectful. And it's like, how do you expect to move forward? Because if somebody I, came at you like that, you. you wouldn't want to I want to know and that's that's the part for me that that's the part that really hurts me in a way because I'm trying to figure out how how you talk to somebody like that because I'm gonna tell you I, I'm not I, I'm I don't tell people ask me you know and they look at me a certain way and I'm like oh that's cute you know and I'll say it all the time don't let these pearls and this uh <laughs> you know this this sweater set fool you I'm only hood adjacent okay <laughs> Um, all right. But you're not going to talk to me like that. And then two months from now, see me on the street and I not want to punch you in the face because I'm not just going to want to punch you in the face. I'm 33, but you might catch me on a bad day and you don't know what has happened to me. And you've been talking to me and dragging me and, and saying things that are absolutely inappropriate and dragging me. I mean, just all whatever it is. And you might have caught me on that day when somebody hit my car or somebody done done, done something to me or at home might be messed up or I might not be feeling good. Or you know what? I might just have bread whatever you said last week that just hit me and you know what you might get decked today you might get this two piece <laughs> you might get these hands and feet i don't know and, I, and i'm like i don't know how you get past that because we grown at this point mm-hmm. and so how do you with your grown lips and grown mouth and grown mind come at another grown woman like that right and then expect later. I mean, what? Where? How do we get? How do we? How do you? Yeah. How do you look another person, another grown person in the face after you've talked to them like this? And then this is something that I have. How do you grow from that? This don't. is something. How that do we I've, repair that relationship? I've worked on this year in Richmond. Um, there definitely is a competitive vibe, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, why? And we're, we're not getting Christmas Eve done with we're that. We're trying. I'm like, we we're all trying to do better for our communities in different ways. We all have our own skills and expertise and. And 
um, and how we're trying to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. The one thing, and I and I actually had a, a breakdown this summer. I was just like, it's really hard. I understand why people quit. I understand why people don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I was very. It's difficult. I was I was just like overwhelmed by how much people talked about me and my husband and the people that I was working with. It was really bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. folks. Are, some folks are not invited back into my house anymore. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well. but yeah, because that's my space. That's we'll talk about that offline. But the one thing that I'm sticking with and. I, I am I know I'm doing good. I know that there are people are also doing good. I'm working with those people. Bingo. It's just like I have to stay focused on the task at hand mm-hmm. and I want to bring as many voices to the table. I want to bring as many skills to the table. Um, you know, I don't have expertise in everything. So mm-hmm. it's just like why it's over here. My transit dude, understanding land. Okay, I will I will work with him on mm-hmm. that type of thing. You know, Taikeen with education. Like, if I have questions, I will reach out to him for that. I think it's important that we really just start building better coalitions mm-hmm. with, yes, with, with like-minded individuals, good-hearted folks that mm-hmm. we know really genuinely are trying to do good. And uplift that. And uplift that. And it's and for as much as I want to just be like, oh, and calling out these people and they're so negative, it's just so time-consuming and it's, it's worrisome and really you're just going to become depressed over it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. It's depressing. It's, it's really sad. So I'm just like, build your space, build your people, build your support systems. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, you know, that's where I am right now. I think that and like, just really quickly reflect on where you sit in that, right? So if you say, I support black women, but your first reaction is to drag black women when Mm. you have those black women's numbers, personal phone numbers, email addresses, DMs, there are multiple ways. It is the 21st century to contact somebody. I think like a public dragging is a last resort. And so like, yes, build your space and do all of that. Because my one concern is just that people often who are the most negative are the ones that like I need to protect my space right without doing any internal reflection Mm -hmm. themselves to figure out if they are actually the problem so it's like a yes and like build your space but also recognize that you're causing like if you're the ones who's starting the then (laughs) you need to really do some reevaluation we gotta fix Um, that yeah and that's and that's self-reflection that's something that we have to do and some I've had several people come up to me and ask me like you know you've been really really quiet or you've been really really silent on and I said that's because I've been self-reflecting and I'm not going to get dragged into these conversations because I don't know how to act. When you come at me like that, I'm going to fight your ass. I don't have, I don't know how else to act. I grew up on a hog farm. I, I'm going to fight you. I don't know how else to, I don't, Same. I'm country. I'm going to fight you. I'm country too. I want that on a t-shirt. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I grew up on a hog farm. I grew up on a hog farm. I'm country you. and I got statewide van access. I'm going to fight you. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to fight you. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. You need to quote me when you, when you use my stuff. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> Mr. Six, one. And, and counting. Counting. Seven, five. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know how to. So I, I, it's no need for me to put myself in that position because I don't conduct myself that way. If I have something I need to say to you, we're going to talk. That's it. And we're going to talk. And if we can't sit down and talk civilly, then I'm old school. Let's go outside. Let's get this two piece going. And once we finish with that, we scrap. We done. I don't want to hear nothing else about it. We finished. You got your 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 ass equity and we straight, right? We done. That's how we handle Hold it on. in the country. We ass done. equity? You got that ass whooping equity. That's what we call it. 
<laughs> you got a problem with somebody in the country, you talk about it, you deal with it. And if y'all can't handle it, you go out and you scrap. Now the kids, now they don't have that. They they go kill each other. They go shoot each other. We don't do that. You go out in the field, you take your shoes off, you whip each other's ass, you go, you hug it out, and you finish with it. And that's it. Y'all straight. That's it. Now y'all shooting each other and killing each other and all that crazy. I just like to smile. We don't do that. That's not how, I, I didn't grow up that way. That's it. And then you do have to hug it out. And then you have to hug it out. And then you finish. And then you finish. Like, that's how that works. Like, that, I don't understand. And so, all of this other stuff, like, that. that's the part I don't get. Because it's getting to the point now where people are bickering that it ain't going to be no hugging it out. You got people that, I mean, somebody, I have seen. Richmond is too small for for yes. for this amount of toxicity. Cancellation. Yes. Like, people are just canceling each other left people, and right. People are losing jobs over this kind of stuff people are calling people's jobs and they're losing their employment they're losing their form of employment and their money because of how you know people feel like the the perception that people feel like they're being treated on social media or whatever that is absolutely absurd to me how so how i mean to to where you would uh, that is just crazy it's crazy to me that people are beefing on social media especially when like it's crazy to me that grown that's done. a profession and to be on world. social media. I'm but, just like, it, but grown people are beefing on social media. I thought 14 year olds did that. I mean, for me, I'm like, look, at the end of the day, like we have to be able to support ourselves financially, <sighs> which is important. Yes, absolutely. Um, but if you really are trying to do good and you're trying to advance policy in a progressive direction, it's like relationship building is the number one key that's priority yeah. so it it's not productive to be arguing with anyone on twitter or and we're not Facebook. doing and we're not doing that if we're dragging each other and that's my thing i'm not uh, it's not about oh we all gotta agree we all gotta have the same opinion we all gotta get along but at the end of the day whether it's navy hill whether it's uh whatever it is you know, because like, apparently right now that's what er, er, what it is. It's Navy Hill or whatever. But reg it, ne five years from now, it's going to be something else. Whatever it is, for the greater good of the people, whether we agree to disagree, what's important is that we're supposed to be at the table figuring out what we're doing for the people. Right. And me coming at you for X, Y, and Z, and then you coming back at me for <laughs> X, Y, and Z, which might actually be the same thing that you did six months ago that nobody just don't know. It, that's stupid to me. That's stupid to me. Why are we doing this? When that, that don't got holiday to do with what we're supposed to be at the table doing. And we got a ton of work to do. Yeah, we need to do that. A ton like, of work to do in 2020. It's, like, it's, it's not so, going anywhere. I, I just can't argue like, in those conversations. Fuller. I just can't and involve myself in it. I Look, girl. I, I can't. Was, I was there a few months ago. We can have some wine and talk about it. I, I I feel you so deeply on that. And I was really hurt. But, you know, my mama was just like, Shuri, <laughs> you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And I was okay. like, thank you. Yeah. And she got, we have got our nails done and she got me together. And then she was like, okay, now mm -hmm. you go into this world and you be what you're supposed to be. I'm and telling you, like, I'm too booked you. and busy for this. I can't, I ain't got time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too booked and busy to be doing that. It's too much. Moving forward. So that that's the goal. Like, you know, create your coalitions, be about the business and work at it. And if that's your job to cause confusion and delay, I just understand that it's real lonely in that area. And it's going and in 2020, maybe it's going to be even lonelier because ain't don't nobody want to be around nobody acting like that. Nobody wants to do that. And I, I mean, that's and that's not anybody in specific. That's just in general. Like we cannot do that in 2020. We got a we got a plan. We got somewhere we need to go. We got election coming up mm -hmm. like we need to organize. You know, I got a feeling we we running up on a recession. Y'all worried about Navy Hill and we about to be 
Which is in the 6th District. Yeah. Everyone keeps forgetting about that 6th District. Mm. Our mm. representative, Ellen Robertson. Mm-hmm. Reminding folks. Yes, please make sure that you listen to our episode on that. That will be on SoundCloud shortly because it's an extended episode. Because let me tell you. She talked. At council the other Monday, Ellen sat down next to me and said, I gave you too much information. I talked too long. You're going to cut that up and make it into blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, no, I don't Mm -hmm. do that. Nope. So I want to make sure that I get all of her words for her since she, you know, seemed concerned about that. Um, I'm going to have all of her words on SoundCloud. It's mm-hmm. an extended oh, episode. So mm-hmm. everybody look out for that tomorrow evening. I look forward to I it. I say tomorrow evening, but, you know, in our land, that would be Monday. Monday. It'll be there by the time this airs. Don't you worry. Yeah. But, I mean, that brings us right into the last quarter of our show where, you know, like we were saying, uh, we got a lot of work to do in Richmond in 2020. So let's start talking about some of the players in that and uh, what we've got to look forward to. 2020, everybody on city council, school board, and the mayor up for election will go around. What are your projections for the issues that will be at the forefront? And who do you think needs a challenger? I think everyone needs a challenger. Retweet. That's, mm-hmm. that's just I think that's how the mm-hmm. process should be for whether you're running for city council or a state position or a federal office. Hole in water. We have multiple council be. members that have been there 14, 15, 18, whatever Everyone years. Should be primary period. That's what I believe. Well, there isn't really a primary. Right. But you should have some type of some competitor somebody who can hold you accountable especially if you're an incumbent in office ideally just one competitor also i think i think that's a lot of times what happens in richmond is we end up splitting the we vote split the among, vote too many times like you might have someone who only gets 25 percent of the vote but that's still more than the 10 percent that the other five candidates got right um so hashtag i think when we talk about coalition building <laughs> mm-hmm. and thinking about what what the culture should look like as we try and change our politics it needs to be one in which we try and put up just one challenger mm-hmm. let's think Strong. as a community about who is the strongest and best person to represent us maybe that's the person who's already in the office Hashtag maybe it's in the not. but i think we want to be able to provide people with clear choices and not dilute people's voices and break them up uh it just feels like we're not giving people the opportunity to make a, a clear decision that way i agree <laughs> um i think I think a, a lot about, especially with the, you know, how many challengers should there be. I really just think that like our whole like election process in the United States as a whole is broken. So that's taking me on a, another diversion. I really feel like in a lot of ways we do what, as a city, we do a lot of name recognition in the city, um, regardless of what they have done. So we do have council members that have been up there for almost two decades, Mm -hmm. right? And so what people do is they go up and they vote. And I think that that is not necessarily the fault of the voters, but us in terms of our civic education as a city, as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if we're talking about like people who are working as activists or teachers, I was a civics teacher, right? So really challenging people to think about like how how when you only vote on name recognition actually that often plays to your negative right because being they're not being held accountable there's no reason to hold them accountable and so I think when we're thinking about different ways that we want to present someone that is the strongest candidate right we need to make sure that the public is fully aware of where they have fallen short and so that they can make really clear objective decisions about how this has impacted them in the past 
past. And if that behavior continues, how it's going to impact them in the future. Because I think about for a lot of people, it's, oh, I've heard this name before. I've never heard this name before because, you know, I'm voting and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what I've heard. So for me, when I'm thinking about it, everybody should have a challenger. Agreed. Um, We should minimize the number of challengers that we have up there because otherwise we out here looking crazy crazy at year after year after year and then three I think some of these people just if you've been on the city council for two decades it's time for you to carry your ass on like I need you to find something else to do ascend to a higher position or sit down and support somebody else you need to we have an issue in the city like sponsor someone else really we have a a serious issue of again trying to be the the voice pass the torch have somebody else come in and not just somebody who's going to be on your team to feed you things so you can say it like a mouthpiece like a puppet is disingenuous you have no intention of doing it and you have no intention you have no idea what you're even talking about to begin with Mm, sit down mm, mm, mm. come on now. honestly that i mean that's that's just like point blank either move up to something that's bigger and better or sit in the corner and help somebody else do what you're doing if you think you're doing Mm. oh so great Mm -hmm. yes Mm ma'am that's my I agree. Expanded. You got something you want to say? I never said before I close us out. Also, though, talk about the issues that actually matter to y'all in this upcoming election. We need to return parole uh, to the state of Virginia. That mm-hmm. is uh, something that needs to be on on everybody's yes. list. Uh, the fact that we haven't had parole in the state of Virginia since I think two thousand and one. No. No. How long has it been? 1995 oh you're that's, right that's 1995 long. that's, that's really long because my brother got locked up in 97 so we need to return parole to united uh to virginia uh it is absolutely horrible then there needs to be a reevaluation of those who didn't have parole when the juries were not being instructed that 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 we didn't have parole so that we had juries that were giving people life sentences and weren't telling and they were not fully informed of what a life sentence meant mm-hmm. because they thought that they were giving them 25 years to life because they thought that they had parole so they need to go back and really re uh renegotiate that and you know i live in california now let's make marijuana legal okay thank okay. you i like okay. it uh in terms of city politics i mean i think unfortunately a lot of the races and the mayor's race are going to be consumed by Nobro, Navy Hill. Um, and okay. I think that would be doing a real disservice. I mean, of course, this is a huge issue when you're locking people into a 30-year deal. Mm-hmm. But we also have problems that are going on right now that we could be starting to solve. And when I think about those, I think about the affordable housing crisis. Mm-hmm. We're not building fast enough. We are not doing anything to protect people who are vulnerable, who are already living in properties, whether they're renters, mm-hmm. whether they're homeowners. Um, I also think about the bread and butter issue of transportation, mm-hmm. yep. getting people back and forth. We're growing as a city and that is a wonderful thing. But if we don't grow with transit, grow with ways that have 40 people in one vehicle instead of 40 people in 40 vehicles, okay. we are going to end up like Nashville, which mm-hmm. is a disaster of gridlock. And I think they're really simple, easy things that we can do. I don't know if we as a city are going to be able to pull together the funding. I think those are places that we can petition our state leaders to fill the gap for us. We, when can, we, think we about, can barely fully fund schools, but go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I think we're going to have to talk to the state about things that we need. Um, and when I think about that, I think about a north-south BRT. I mean, we've seen the way yes, the Pulse thank has you. revolutionized transportation along Broad. And before yes. the Pulse was there till today that that white person brewery shoot is something else man the scott's edition yeah scott's edition Mm -hmm. to um rocket's landing 
Where all the people are living in north and south sides needing to get to work. Well, I even, I mean, I'm a resident of Chesterfield, so I don't think I've ever said this in my life, but I even have a lot of hope for Henrico. Um, I have seen where Henrico is making a lot of positive noises about transit. Their county manager just said that they are completely impressed with their expanded service in GRTC. Uh, I just saw 56% of Henrico County residents now ride a road transit within last year, which is huge. And when I think about easy wins for us to do as a city, as a region, let's take the pulse to the airport. Let's take the pulse to short pump. Yes. Yes. It makes absolutely no sense that we don't have. Can we get a pulse airplane service? Because that would move move RIC a lot faster. Just saying. (laughs) You need a teleporter. Yes. Um, Yeah, but it just makes no sense that we don't have like our region's premier transportation infrastructure. This bus rapid transit system doesn't go to two huge employers. And if you want to get to the airport now, I mean, you can talk to Councilmember Addison. He did his no car November and he learned it the hard way. Um, If you want to get to the airport with GRTC, you have to take the seven, which is a local route that goes all the way through Highland Springs. And Mm -hmm. from end to end, that route takes an hour and 15 minutes when if you did this on the pulse think about how quick that would be like you could be at the airport in a half an hour from downtown gotta start doing some things that make sense and that's revenue because i would use the out of that yep oh i would every day every damn day and i mean when we think about extending it to short pump also like let's not even think about all the people who are going to be shopping i mean that's a huge boon for them but all the people who does short pump want us to extend to short pump because you got to talk to those residents too and i promise you they have bus service that goes out to short pump now so let's just make it fast that would bring people from the inner city into the short pump that's just my question because i know people well i don't really care if they want it or not oh no 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 i know but i'm just saying it's got the stink will be put up and you know what i'm saying it's not gonna be an easy transition they'll be all right I think you can talk to business though i mean business they're having a hard time hiring people you know the market (laughs) is so tight because transportation is crazy a lot of times the pe- problem people have is they can't get to and from work affordably so if you just message in that way of like we want to be able to have reliable workers who can mm-hmm. get there and who can afford to work at your terrible wages <laughs> in retail <laughs> then we need to extend these amenities to support those types of people uh-huh. and build it sustainably yeah, I feel like one of the failures of the city is that we don't look at things comprehensively. And so I can go attend five different meetings, whether it's parks and rec, land use, forestry, whomever. And we're all talking about the same thing, but we're not all working on the same plan together, which doesn't make sense to me, um, especially when we are looking at climate justice and environmental justice. We have a serious health crisis here when it comes to urban heat islands in the Mm -hmm. city. We have high asthma rates. We have um, emergency room visits, especially during the summertime. And so I would like for us to start looking Mm -hmm. at things holistically and not piecemealing solutions. That's what I would like to see in 2020. I, citywide, I want to see a new George Wythe. Mm-hmm. I want to see an additional um, elementary school in Southside. New Armstrong. Yes, we need one of those too. I want to see an expanded English as a Second Language program, Southside area, because that is absolutely needed. I want to see affordable housing that's actually affordable. None of this market rate yeah, BS agreed. popping yeah. up everywhere. I, if, it's, if it's not thirty, if it's not thirty 
30% AMI and below, you can keep it for right now because mm -hmm. we've got enough of the other stuff on the market already. So we need that 30% and below because as far as I'm concerned, uh, Creighton and um, Gilpin are getting demolished mm -hmm. and those people don't have anywhere to go. I don't care. I don't want to hear about a voucher. I don't want to hear about because there's nowhere for them to go to use the voucher. That needs to be taken care of. So we need affordable housing. And I don't want to hear that land is too expensive and you can't afford it. Okay, well then, you know what? It's do it's doable. Go find somewhere. Go find it. You can do it. Um, you can do every damn thing else. You can figure it out. So go find it. We need a new social services building, mm -hmm. and it needs to be centralized. We need better services for uh, veterans in this city. That's a good start because we already over budget. So we'll I'll I'll take those. If you can give me those, we can still extend Black History Month the whole 2020, and I'll just be um extra loud about it. Um, and for me, y'all have already covered pretty much everything, but I would like to see more grocery stores outside of the first district. Oh yeah. yes. We need food justice. That's what I forgot. That's what I said. I wanted a grocery store in Northside. Can we? Can we yeah. get? Can we get some more grocery stores in Southside too? Like yes. Manchester's got nothing. We don't have anything, and that actually was the one of the top issues people identified at our first community meeting. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. though we were talking about the whole street corridor, they were just like, "Please, we need more access to food." Yep. Yeah. Everybody needs that to excel. Yeah. Food should not be a privilege. It is absolutely a right, and so that's that's what I'm hoping to see more people really getting out there and fighting for food justice for food for all yeah. and stop thinking that some people deserve it more than others and holding our elected officials accountable for inaction right because they could be working on getting this in their districts they could. they could be spending their time on that instead of going back and forth on stupid good night kevin they'd rather come and fuss about permits that um builders can't contractors can't get i'm getting retaliated against wasting money because they can't get their so you can't get the park name after them because <laughs> they can't get their permits because you know the builder owes the city taxes, but whatever. All right, Mr. Sixth it's your time to opine, and then we're going to let Fran close it down. So, yes, you know, when I when I think of the city, I think of, I think, I always think of the possibilities, right? And I'm very passionate about the facilities that students are, they're attending school in, right? But I'm also passionate about, I want to ensure that we're giving them the things they need while they're in school outside of a pretty building. But, I mean, if, if I had to, like, pick one thing, I just reflect back to the school board meeting that we were all at a week and a <laughs> half ago. Yeah. Like, some of the rhetoric that I heard there. And the troubling thing for me, and y'all, I'm going to preface this comment by saying, please do not hop in my mentions because I got time this week. Okay. Ooh. The things and the actions that I saw from some of the teachers there, I'm concerned about sending black and brown kids to those schools. To them classrooms, I'm telling you. Because if a teacher feels so entitled to be in one building and is willing to stand up and tell the superintendent and the school board that this is a social experiment that you need to, like, save and carry back to D.C. is essentially what she said. Mm -hmm. I'm troubled by that because I'm thinking, like, if little TJ, if I had little TJ, if he went to Holton, like, she might be like, boy, you should be, you should go to Woodville. Like, you don't belong over here. Mm -hmm. And so the truth of the matter is I want elected officials that are going to be bold, who are going to speak truth to power, who aren't going to make these who aren't just going to do things just because like the truth of the matter is th this is what really annoyed me. I feel like at the school board meeting, they went with the safest option. Matter of fact, member Owen said that 
she introduces option because it was the least controversial. She said it was the least controversial, and, and that I, and, and, and and that's why we should have that one. No, right? but that but that that's her uh, that's her option because how many students that they choose to to move fifty, and that is going to traumatize those every 50 kids. last one of them. Anybody that's who sat here and done right. any sort of educational research knows that that is going to be an incredibly traumatic experience for those fifty kids. Our children deserve far more than the least controversial option, and everybody who voted for that honestly should be ashamed of them. Themselves. Okay, thank you. Before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Finish. But but the truth of the matter is like we have people and so in many ways I think they make these decisions because certain groups of people who have agency, who have these relationships with elected officials, they show up, they make the phone calls, they organize. That's why my job is to like build agency and historically underrepresented communities and to have their voices heard because you know what the people tell me they're like hey i feel like our voices should have been heard on november 5th when when, when we beat glenn stern of it because he made that his issue right mm-hmm. and so the school board members aren't listening to us just like one last thing uh, about that school board meeting when that lady stood up and said that she was aggressive because she attended richmond public schools yep uh, what? It's racist. Uh, it's racist and, no but but the, but here's uh, the key though wait 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 wait, wait. And, and her, her husband stood up right before that yeah and so they didn't identify that they were husband and wife but we but, figured it out later. yes yeah. but before that he said <laughs> that if you want to diversify these schools Black folks need to move into white neighborhoods, and white folks, y'all can move into the black neighborhoods. Just pick up and move. That's what he said. It's no biggie. Just do it. And then she said that. And he said he has. The gasp from our corner. He has interracial kids. Oh, bless them children. The gaslighting. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And then then right after him, like, they they pretended like they weren't together. She stood up. And right after him, she stands up and says, I'm aggressive because I went to George with. And and I'm afraid and I'm still that my aggressive. Kid, and I'm afraid that my kid might be aggressive if y'all rezone these schools. Maybe your kid's gonna be wow. aggressive because that's just who you are. And, and so, oh God. so y'all know my mama keep me in prayer. So I just I was just like, Phew. I I wanted to say boo just to see how aggressive she was. <laughs> but, but but no, I mean seriously though. Like on a serious note. Like the this these are the types of things that we're subjecting our kids to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so if the adults can't get it right, hmm. you know, then we expect the kids to do something differently. But I'd like bold leaders who are looking forward to push the city forward. Not not to say let's just maintain what we're doing now. Um I like I want people who are presenting solutions. Hey, the solutions may not always be right. Like we can work through that, right? Right. But like, let's not just say do nothing. All right, Fran. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate all of y'all. Happy birthday. Happy Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. To Thanks you. for having hey. this lively discussion with Happy us today. Bir- oh. Oh. Happy hey. birthday. Yes, <laughs> I, I really appreciate y'all for coming to share your opinions. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to engage. Let's continue this conversation. You can hit us on all social media at RVA Dirt, and let's do what we can to work together to fix Richmond and not pull it apart 
Mm-hmm. Collaboration. Let's do it. That's the, that's our key word for 2020. Yes. Collaboration. Everybody's got a space and a place. Let's Ma'am. use it to the best of our ability. You, hey, you, use whatever your gifts you have, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm leaning on Cherie for, um, for communications. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got you. She can lean on me for education. I know where to find Wyatt. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, let's do this. And Danielle is always doing research behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I'll lean on Tykeen because he's shorter. Ah. <laughs> and I'm gonna close out on that one before we have any other craziness. I'm gonna flip over the table up in here. Ah. <laughs> Thank y'all again for listening. We appreciate all of you guys. As always, Flint still has dirty water, and now so does New Jersey. RPS is fully funded this year, but we need to start working on next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. And y'all know Richmond is most certainly still racist, but we're working on it. Talk to y'all next week. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a happy new year. Oh, oh, oh.